All right. So we're looking at Luke 10, 38 through 42. So let me start out by saying this. It's the small things that we can begin to do that make a big difference in this world. So to be honest, we live beside people who live very interesting lives and have very interesting stories, but we never make an effort to reach out and to hear them. We just need to get out of our busy lives and experience life with each other. And we started talking about this last week. So last week we talked about the great commandment, taking it literally and seriously. You know, it's easy to turn scripture, especially a very powerful teaching of Jesus, into a simple metaphor or a cliche. But hopefully last week you left with a sense of accomplishment because many of you are living lives that interact with your neighbors. Hopefully you didn't leave feeling like, how am I going to make time to visit somebody just to learn their name? But time is the greatest obstacle that we have to overcome if we're going to be serious about being in relationship with our neighbors and our community. So here's a question. Do we live at the pace that allows us to be available to those around us? Do we live in a world that values production, results, activity, while moving from one task to another, while looking through our inbox, listening to voicemails, creating to-do lists to check off so that we feel like we've accomplished something? Or do we live in a world that values integrity, common ground, promise keepers, and stability that lays a foundation for tomorrow's generations? Honestly, friends, this church has been in that process for the last several months. We've been in a process that wasn't about us. You have been in deep discernment about a process that laid the foundation for what you believe is important for tomorrow's church. Now, I've heard many people say that they are more busier in retirement than they've ever been while working two jobs. Y'all know I'm busy. I'll be the first to admit I will fill up my schedule and I should not do that. Busy will max us out. We live in a time where there are more time-saving devices and we use them less and they've created less time because we take that spare time and cram more junk in it. We live in a time where we can talk on the phone and never touch the phone while driving. We live in a time where we can write a letter simply by speaking into a device and never touch a pen or a keypad. We live in a time where we have smart devices and smart appliances at home that we can control from our phone while we are hours away from our house. The problem is, very few of us have used this technology to actually create more time and more space in our lives to cherish things like memories. You see, we only have today as an opportunity to make a memory for tomorrow. So let's talk about myths just for a minute. 
Someday I'm going to settle down and have more time to do fill in the blank. Things will only settle down when we get intentional about creating space for that time to happen. Someday I'm going to do more of this because I'll achieved enough of whatever, fill in the blank. So many feel like if I just make one more purchase, if I just make one more deposit in my 401k, if I just make one more whatever, So many of us look at purchases, sadly, as contentment. It's only after we lose somebody that we realize what we've actually lost. And that was time to make memories. And those memories become a foundation for tomorrow's generation. Everybody lives like this. Everybody's busy. Everybody's coping. I'm just, I'm just keeping up with the normal. It may seem true, but not everybody lives like this. Not everybody lives as busy as we let ourselves be. You see, Jesus in this scripture is telling us there's another way of living. So looking at Luke 10, this is a narrative. Martha's working away. She's distracted by her to-do list. She was accomplishing so much. But she was complaining to Jesus about Mary not pulling her weight. Let's be honest. There's been times in our lives where we look at somebody and go, I'm doing all this and you're not even carrying an ounce of the weight. Martha's busyness calls her to lose out on the opportunity to be with Jesus and the others. Now, at first, it looks like she cares so much about Jesus that she's opened her home. She's preparing meals. But she becomes distracted. She's missing out on the main event. Do you feel like you're missing out sometimes on the main event? Oftentimes it's, it's the crazy times. We're all busy preparing. There's so many people coming. And we've also got to figure out how to spend time with them. But we're too busy checking off the boxes while we're rushing from store to store. And then when it is time for the main event, we're exhausted. And we miss out on the purpose of the main event. So think about Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. We get so busy. Life becomes a blur. And then we look back at life and go, where did, where'd the time go? Life flew by us. What happened? When we think about all the time and the money and the energy that we invest, for it to only end up like a blur... Martha reminds us of the danger of the blur. See, it's not just the physical life, but the spiritual life that becomes endangered. Hurry is the greatest enemy of our spiritual life because love and hurry are not compatible. Love takes time. Hurry never has enough time. Hurry is toxic. And it burns bridges. But love builds bridges. Martha opened her home, but yet she got reprimanded by Jesus. Jesus said, you're doing the wrong thing. In other words, sometimes having to say no to actually what is the right thing to do in the moment 
because the time is wrong is okay. Let that, let that sink in. Saying no to the right thing that needs to be done at that moment because it's the wrong time is okay. When we think culturally, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. Now this is important because in the Hebrew culture, to sit at the feet of a rabbi was very symbolic of the relationship that had been built. To sit at the feet of a rabbi was a place only for a disciple, only for the closest of relationships. See, Mary was defiant of the cultural rules because women at that time could not be disciples. Women were servants to the men in the house. Her value was tied to her ability to be a hostess for anybody that walked into her house. But Mary doesn't care. She goes against the cultural norms. She focuses on the importance. She focuses on the main event, and she lives it out. Even in the middle of being scolded by her sister. You know, for us to live out the main event means we go against cultural norms. Living at a pace where we are present in our communities is actually very countercultural. We have people elected to that. We have people that we've voted will go do that. We have people that are pointed out to go serve and be present. But we have to take time to be present in our community also. This means that we have to say no to the things that people expect us to say yes to. Because they have seen us do it in the past. Oh, they'll take care of it. I'm going to use Danny as a great example. Food pantry's covered. Danny will take care of it. I'm going to go do what i got to do. I'm sure there are people that will show up to help him unload. I'm sure there are people that will show up and help him greet the people that just need a friendly face because they're not invisible in our community. Oh, he'll, he'll take care of it. It's good. I'm good. I can devote my time somewhere else. I'm pointing at me too because it never fails on that Saturday morning. I always end up with a phone call. And I apologize to you, Danny, because there's phone calls I can say no to. So I'm pointing to me too, guys. You see, we must practice the art of illumination. And you're probably thinking, where is she taking this right turn to? Michelangelo would receive a block of marble. And they asked him, how do you create stuff? He said, I just remove everything that's not part of the masterpiece. I think that's how Jesus wants us to live. We must remove the obstacles that do not glorify the master. Therefore, they are not part of the masterpiece. How will you remove things in your life that do not glorify God for the ultimate masterpiece? Now, people probably looked at Jesus and they probably never thought, wow, I wasted time listening to him. Their focus mattered. No is a complete sentence. Sometimes no openings in our schedule means we're not saying yes to the things Jesus needs us to do in order to reach the one that's searching. How many times have any of us 
been in a place where we witnessed somebody saying, I just don't have any hope. How many times have we been in that situation and watched someone share the hope of Jesus? Friends, if you can't see that at least once a week, then I'm going to ask you to look at your schedule. And I'm including me in this. With society turning from God, you might be the only Jesus somebody sees. You might be the only Jesus somebody interacts with. You might be the only Jesus. And what I mean that is you might be the only one willing to be the hands and feet of Jesus and allow time in your schedule for God to use you. What will you do with your time in order to share, display, or profess being the hands and feet of Jesus? Yeah, I've heard me say before, and I'll, I'll probably say it a million more times. We're all called to preach and share the good news. But we don't know where Jesus is going to put our pulpit. We will not see the opportunities of today again because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We can't schedule our tomorrows and know definitely. But if hurry keeps us busy and we don't allow time in our lives for the Holy Spirit to move, then what's the point? Last week we talked about being a neighbor, getting out, learning somebody's name. This week I ask you, are you willing to allow yourself Not only to be a neighbor, but to give time. Jesus asked Martha to say no to what culture calls her her proper role in order to have a great experience with him. I pray today that you leave saying, God, what are you calling me to do? And where are you calling me to go? I pray today that you ask God to show you Where it's okay to say no so that he can open a door, a new door of servanthood in your life that can change all of our lives, change someone else's life around you, but most importantly, it will shape your purpose that you were ultimately created for. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to be in worship and praise with you today. Lord, your desire is our desire. But first, we ask that you help us to have a deeper understanding of your desire for our lives. God, give us the strength and the faith to just be bold when we stand in what we believe is right, in how we serve you and honor you. God, give us the faith that moves mountains when we tell that mountain to jump and get out of our way. God, sometimes time is that mountain. Help us to be stronger in you. Help us in those areas where we're battling the enemy and sadly that battle becomes natural to us and we become comfortable in it. Lord, fill us with your wisdom with your clarity, with your discernment, and with the faith that only comes from you. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. Amen.